plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is August 14th, 2017, Monday. I'm John B. from GangGreenNation.com. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe to it. It's available on iTunes, Audio Boom, and Spotify. And please give it a good rating. Well, the Jets are off to a winning start in the year 2017, at least as far as preseason goes. The Jets defeated the Tennessee Titans 7-3 to Saturday night at MetLife Stadium. It was not exactly a classic. Very few preseason games are, but the Jets did get a win, which doesn't really mean anything. Of course, uh, if you look at the correlation between team's records in their first preseason game and their success for the season, it I would have to imagine it doesn't mean anything since preseason games, particularly the first one, are largely contested between among backups, but they won. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about this uh, game, this performance. Um, the first team offense, and I, I, when I say first team offense, I mean Josh McCown quarterbacking, um, because I think McCown, and we'll get to this, we'll talk in a little more detail later, but uh, I, I get the, the sense McCown is going to be the starting quarterback week one when the Jets take the field against Buffalo. They scored a touchdown in their only series. Um, McCown. Hit a big pass to Robbie Anderson. He hit a short touchdown pass to Sharon Peak, and off and running were the Jets. It, it, Robbie Anderson uh, caught a, a, a big pass to help set up this score. It was a 53-yard connection between McCown and Anderson to put the Jets in business, and it really feels like Anderson is becoming the Jets' best preseason receiver since David Clowney. The only difference is Anderson's actually produced a little bit in the regular season. Last year, Anderson was just trying to show he belonged in the NFL. This year, he's trying to show he can be a quality, quality starter in this league. He's off to a very good start. Uh, he got loose uh, He got loose deep. He, he ran a good route, did a good job tracking the ball, made a nice catch. Um, and the Jets' first offensive sequence resulted in the only touchdown of the game. No, I think everybody, the focus every, most people had was on Christian Hackenberg. It was the quarterback's first time in the game scenario since last year's preseason, uh, which was an ugly performance against the Philadelphia Eagles. In fact, there, if you actually look at his number, he, put, he played one of the worst preseason games in NFL history. And this year in, in the first preseason game, Hackenberg did not play one of the worst games in NFL history. So... That's progress. Um, I think if you if you look at it, there was not a whole lot you can really take from this. He was 
executing some very basic plays. Now, he was making the right read. Generally speaking, I watched it live, and I I was able to watch all of his throws again last night, and I'm going to have a more detailed summary on GreenNation.com on Tuesday. Uh, Generally speaking, he was making the right decisions, but these were very basic reads, and I got the feeling that the Jets were not really in a mindset where they're preparing him to be the week one starter. This was the type of... uh, game plan. These were the type of calls you make if you're trying to ease a guy in, if you're trying to just let him have some success and try and build off that. And I think about, there was this article I read a few years ago, and it was not really about football. It was actually it's actually an article about the way teachers operate. And they mentioned you know, teaching philosophy for, for teachers in schools. And they mentioned the great Duke basketball coach, Mike Krzyzewski. And Krzyzewski made a comment that he likes to give his guys very basic things to start out so that they can have success because Shevsky's a big believer that confidence is contagious. It's uh, the type of thing. And then you, you, after they do something well, you build from there. Whereas if you put too much on one guy, a guy's plate early on and he loses confidence, it's tougher for him to grow. And, that, and the, the article was about how teachers can apply that when, with their, the kids that they teach. But I, I thought about that when I uh, watched the, the way the Jets handled Hackenberg Saturday night because I think there, there, were some, well, there was some overlap where they gave him some very, very basic things to do. And he did them well. And people talk about this game. They want to break down the, this game as though it's a single entity. But the way I kind of look at it, it's kind of the first chapter in the book on Hackenberg is I, I, I have a hunch that we'll probably see them do things a little more in depth, you know, a little harder in degree of difficulty going forward. This was a, a very, again, these were very basic throws that they gave him. And I think the giveaway was there was a third and 19 where they threw a screen and near the end of the first half when they had a chance to give Hackenberg some experience in a two-minute drill, they decided to play it safe. They did not want to put Hackenberg in situations where there was a high likelihood things would go wrong. What they did was they put Hackenberg in situations where success there was a pretty very good chance you were going to have success. Now, how how good was Hackenberg? Well, again, he you know he hit eighteen out of twenty-five and had some drops. Um, but he, you know, the throws he made; these were not the throws that separate the man, the men from the boys. These are there, there are certain throws in the NFL that really tell you whether a guy can play or whether he can't. The throws Hackenberg was making really were throws. If you have enough skill to be on an NFL roster, most guys are going to be able to make them. Not a high degree of difficulty. Not really a lot of complex reads, and very few instances where he was actually asked to push the ball down the field. Lots of dinking and dunking. Todd Bowles in his post-game press conference said that they had more plays where the Jets were, where they, Hackenberg was supposed to push the ball down the field and instead he went to another read because the deep ball was covered. I'm not sure that's really the case. I watched it, I'll tell you, I watched this over, I watched every Hackenberg throw over Sunday. I, I don't think that was really the case. I think that they gave him a very basic game plan. They did not put a lot on his plate and he hit most of his passes. Now, there were a few short passes that were kind of off target that prevented runs after the catch. Uh, there were also two instances where Hackenberg had to burn a timeout, and then there was a fumble on a botched exchange. When I watched it the first time, I thought it was, I didn't think he was to blame. Then I watched it again, I, hit the, I put it in slow motion, 
and you can see the entire line is moving in unison off the snap. Uh, they're, they're firing off the ball. Hackenberg did not look ready to receive the snap, so that suggests to me that was on him. So, And ultimately, Hackenberg did not score any points. You know, the Jets did not score any points when Hackenberg was playing quarterback. So it was a long way to go. This was the first chapter in the book. It was, you know, it was not, you know, I, I see people trying to tell me that this was some brilliant display of quarterbacking, which it was not, but it was a step forward. That's what it was, and he did what they asked him to do reasonably well, but still a lot to go. Again, this was the first chapter of the book. I think everybody wants Hackenberg to be the starter week one because you look at this Jets season and you, you want to keep hope alive, and really the only hope you have is you don't really have a lot of hope with Josh McCown. There's not a lot to suggest that McCown's going to be a quality quarterback for this team. What you're looking for, so you're, you turn to the, the young guy for hope. But the Jets aren't necessarily operating on that schedule. I see a lot of people say the Jets need to rush Hacken, get Hackenberg out in, the, in there, find out what he's got. Well, I don't know that the Jets are necessarily viewing things in those terms. I think the Jets are bringing Hackenberg along at his own pace, and he may not be ready for week one of the season. And again, like a lot of this just shows you, you know, the fact we're in the start of year two and we're still saying these things about how basic they're keeping things to build him up about how he may not be ready to start. I mean, it's not an ideal spot to be in with a second-round pick, but what's done is done. He's here. You have to build him up the best way for him, not the best way for fans that are hoping that this season's going to be a success. He may not be ready to play, and if he's not ready to play, it's not, you're not doing anybody any favors by sticking him out there. You have to build him at his own pace. This was Again, I, I view this as kind of like a book... This was chapter one, and we'll build going forward, and I'm not sure the time frame for Hack what's best for Hackenberg is necessarily playing week one this season, and I don't get the sense that that's what the Jets, and I think Todd Bowles even kind of gave this away a little bit in, 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 in an interview he did during the game where he's talked about easing Hackenberg in. Now, as I told you, I, I think there were some good things to take. This was not a brilliant display of quarterbacking, though. I will give you the counter to that argument, which came on the uh, Gangrene Nation Facebook page. Somebody who left a comment in relation to an article that I wrote where I said a lot of the same things about Hackenberg. So this is what one of my readers on GangreneNation.com had to say on the Facebook page. And in my article, I wrote that there wasn't a lot terrible there wasn't a lot that there was nothing really i saw promising and this this person wrote nothing promising the quarterback maligned as quote too inaccurate to play in the nfl end quote had pinpoint precision at one point he should have been seven for seven but for two crucial drops on first downs perhaps they would have been scoring drives without drops as usual an a-hole beat right and he did not say a-hole he wrote it out in long term writing an a-hole interpretation of the game if you're nitpicking stuff and i'm going to take out the bad word in there from pre it was a word that began with us four letters uh that from preseason game number one then you're a typical jets loser loser self-loathing whiner young team came out prepared played well executed pretty darn well for 11 practices under their belt defense was noticeably faster and more in tune with schemes offense for as young as they are were pretty decent coaching staff had that ready that was as plain as the nose on your face I, I got to tell you, man, I, I, I don't think I could get that angry about a preseason game if you paid me. So I, I guess I have a gift to get somebody that angry about. I mean, yeesh. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know how you could get that that angry about a preseason game. Yeesh. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, so there, there, that was the counter to my argument that Hackenberg's game was kind of a you know a mixed bag. Nothing really terrible, nothing great. They didn't really open things up. That that was the counter to that argument. Um, the defense, you know, as you might expect, seven three game defense played well. Uh, really, it was a it was a tremendous performance. Um, early on, Sheldon Richardson was looking good, uh, playing more interior defensive line, which was a, a positive development, I, I must say. Uh, the rookie Marcus May was in on a play early. Defense starting defense only played two series. Um, and that'll be something you'll see on gangrenation.com Monday. Uh, I'm writing a breakdown of the plays the, def- the first team defense had every single play, which not a whole lot, only a couple series. Um, the inside linebackers were a mixed bag. I saw plays where Darren Lee and Demario Davis both made, both made, and then a couple of plays where they didn't do their jobs that well. Uh, the story of the game was the pass rush. Jets record eight sacks. Um, among the stars of the game, Julian Stanford and Josh Martin, which is not that surprising because those are guys who are veteran players. Once you get deep into preseason games, you tend to go against younger guys, so veteran guys who have been in the league a few years can tend to dominate. It's not necessarily a sign that they're going to be going anywhere. It's just a sign that they're more experienced. They know how to beat, uh, you know, unheralded first, second year guys. Um, Dexter McDougal, guy who played reasonably well, broke up a few passes, was in good coverage for the most part. Only thing with McDougal was there was a play intercepted by Ronald Martin where he got a little lost. Uh, there was a bust in coverage that was on him, and there was the throw was late. Otherwise, it could have been a Tennessee touchdown. And Tennessee got, I mean, the, this quarterback play Tennessee got was was not very good on Saturday night. Uh, I think you, you have to acknowledge that. The Titans are did not look like a team that really has a whole lot of quarterback depth based on that performance. The Titans averaged under four yards per offensive play, so that, that shows you eight sacks, two turnovers, only three points allowed. Just a tremendous night from start to finish by the defense. And if you look at special teams, Frankie Hammond probably took a little bit of a lead in the returning uh, competition. He broke off a 38-yard return, so Frankie Hammond, probably a slight slight edge. Don't want to make too much out of one return, but that's the start for him at least. And Chandler Cantazaro, who by most indications is behind in the kicking competition with Ross Martin, did not help his cause. He missed a 55-yard field goal, and... It's not so much that he missed a 55-yard field goal. That's not an easy kick. I mean, that's not really a mark against him. The issue with him is that he's behind, so he needs to do something drastic to kind of reset the competition, put his name back in the running, you know, catch up to Martin, and something big like that could have helped him out, nailing from 55. He was not able to do it. So you have to think at this point Ross Martin retains the lead on Chandler Cantazaro. And... That's all I have to say about this game. It was, uh, you know, it, it, I don't think anybody will remember this game as a classic. I don't think anybody will remember this game in a few weeks once the regular season starts. But Jets come out on top, which, uh, you know, means nothing. I mean, you can, know, you can name plenty of teams that went on defeated in preseason, went on to do nothing during the regular season. You can name plenty of teams that uh, 
lost every game and went on to be very good in the regular season. So none of this really means anything. But Jets do get a win. Um, and away we go in the 2017 preseason. So thanks for tuning in today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast. I'm John B. from gangreennation.com. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to it, iTunes, Audio Boom, or Spotify, and please give it a good rating. We'll chat again tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. The list.